welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. This episode, we have, as a guest co-host, Justin Bonner from Jailbreak Brewing Company. Thanks for having me. I'm your host, Chris Sands, and then we have Monument City, came all the way from Baltimore to come out and visit. We have Ken Prey and Jack Obermeyer. Yeah, right. Thank thanks for guys. having us. Yeah, I think I think it's a foot race tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm I think you versus slow. Jack. Very slow. <laughs> okay, we have a chance. We'll then. go out onto the highway. Yeah, just avoid the cars. <laughs> Jack, Jack's a sprinter. I'll let him fool you. Yeah. When's the last time you saw me sprint? Never. never. To get a beer, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's start out where um, where did Monument City get its name? I'm so, betting it has some reference to Baltimore, maybe, it, but it, I don't it, know a whole lot about. No, it does. So there, uh, Baltimore has a lot of nicknames. Um, the Monumental City is kind of one of the, the older ones. My brother and I can't spell all that well, so we shortened it to Monument. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of where the name came from. That would be annoying, though, if every time you're about to write down a name, you're brewing and had to stop and yeah. get like halfway <laughs> through the name. You're like, ah, oh, what's the rest of it? Writer's cramp and all that good stuff. No, it, so yeah, I mean, it really is just a reflection of the city and kind of um, when, we, when we started kind of thinking of names, we had a whole bunch of names. And uh, this one kind of came to the top of the list because. It was less about us and more about the city that we were in, which we kind of dug. So that's where the name came from. And you and your brother founded Monument together, correct? We did. That's right. So what were you doing before you became a brewery (laughs) Um, owner? So I was a uh, senior vice president of marketing for uh, a bank called Citigroup. So I split my time, you know, traveling between Baltimore and New York. So that's what I did prior to this. And my brother was uh, a government contractor in the Middle East. So there you go. Sorry. That sounds better. <laughs> um, that this sounds much better than uh, making beer and selling beer sounds better than uh, oh, so much more fun doing marketing for yeah. a bank. And- yeah, it is. I mean, it's it allows us to be creative. Um, at a bank, you're not very creative. Uh, and it's, it's something that we could do as a family. So it was ours, it was, you know, we could kind of create a culture that, that fit us and, you know, was um, something that we wanted to be a part of each and every day. Um, and, you know, our goal was to really just make delicious beer or try our best to make the, the best beer we could, so. And you wanted to grow a beard? Well, I grew a beard there. They didn't like it, but I don't think they were allowed to to tell me to shave it off. So it wasn't quite this gross, but you just was, got a lot of lot of side eye. I did, I did. I wouldn't say it's gross. It's that's a fairly it's one of the better ones we've had in here. Oh, you're being nice. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It's a nice, it. strong uh, brewery owner beard. Oh, thanks. Very mature. <laughs> Everyone in the room has beards, which is uh, just noticing. Yeah. yeah. Beards are in. I think some. It's a requirement, I believe. It's. I think all of us so. have gray except for. Yep. Jack. Yep. You'll <laughs> <laughs> get there. It'll be there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and beer quickly. So you, uh, Monument City started out as a, doing all contract brewing, correct? We did. We did. So, you know, our goal when we originally sat down, I mean, we started writing this business plan in 2011. So it took us a little bit of time. But 
our original plan was to, you know, have our own space from the beginning. Um, we really just couldn't pull the money together uh, to do that. I mean, Justin will tell you, anyone in the, the beer business will tell you, it's expensive to start and you don't make a lot once you get into it. So uh, it took us a while to save, um, you know, took a while for uh, the bank to, to trust us. Um, so yeah, after about six months of contracting, uh, we started the process of opening our own spot. So I think though that probably ended up even like from a law, a regulation standpoint, being very beneficial to you though, because it a lot of breweries that opened in that first that time frame where you were looking, kind of are at a disadvantage because they opened when you could do next to nothing with a tap room. Yeah. So a tap room, what you couldn't sell a pint. Uh, you very limited for uh, samplings. I think you couldn't even do growlers, or that may have just been Frederick. Yeah, well, I mean, we started the plan in 2011. We didn't go into market till 2014, so the laws by that time had, had changed, okay. and they were beneficial, um, you know, more so for the brewery owner with a, with a tasting room. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it took us about two years to – you know, from when we started contracting to to get to a point where we could we could open our spot. So when did your current location? When when did you move into there? So we got the building in November of last year, so about a year ago. Um, did our work, got equipment set up, started brewing there at the beginning of February of this year, and then opened the doors officially April. Yeah, April twenty first, I think. April twenty first. Okay, I so when I went, I I was there in. It was either late July or early August. I didn't realize how um, how new that space was, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful. I like the way Thank it's you. laid out. Like you walk in, it's just a big, huge open area, and yeah. with your brew house right there as a yeah. focal point. Yeah, I mean, when I mean we're a production brewery first and foremost, and I think you know, one thing we wanted the experience to be when when people came to visit was kind of feeling like they were in the brewery. Um, when were, were you there? July, August? Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. No, actually, it was a little the, the, the main reason I went that to Monument that day is I'd gone to a couple other breweries. I stopped in at Whitey's to talk to Rob Goss. Yeah. And he was like, well, make sure you go to Monument because it was a cool day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's nice and cool, so go to Monument yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, uh, we don't have AC. We have, um, we have heat. We, we have, have heat. heat yeah. Which is um, great. Which is nice. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean it's a it's a brewery first and foremost. So when people come, they're they're at a brewery for sure. So the um, is that let's talk about the beer we're drinking right now because this is delicious. Thank I love you. rye IPAs. Or yeah. is that is this officially a what do you it call is. it? Because everyone calls the same thing different. Yeah. We consider it a rye IPA. Okay, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean super approachable. Even the beer is fifty one rye. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of, again, like the name of the brewery. Um, this beer is kind of paying homage to the old rye whiskey scene in Baltimore. So the grain bill is really 51% rye, um, which is uh, it's, it's difficult to brew um, that much rye, but uh, we dig it. We felt that it uh, worked really well together. A lot of citra hops to kind of balance that earthy spiciness. And this is the beer we sell the most of. I was just going to say, this, yeah. uh, th- this is the... Uh, workhorse of it, the brewery. It is. It's right now 56% of our total volume out of the brewery. That's awesome. That's a, it's a good beer. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that, I mean, I I come across 
from time to time rye beers. And honestly, I, I think I, I gave up on rye beer for a while. It just it just it seemed to clash a little bit um, with the way some were making it. Uh, but came across this, and this was just it's it's perfectly balanced, which is awesome. Which Thanks. is something that you rarely see with the, with the with the style. And I think it's probably the only I, I don't know. I think how many are there a lot of ryes being made in Maryland now or. I mean, I've seen a few more over the last. I mean, over the last year for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Monocacy. Yeah, like Monocacy. Yeah. So, I mean, for a while, like Riot Rye's right up at one it's of my all-time beer. favorite beers. And this is right there with yeah. Riot Rye. Union makes a fantastic uh, Rye, Rye IPA, Rye mm-hmm. Baby. So there's there's a few. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think that's year round. I know Monocacy's. Yeah, yeah. There. That's yeah. and I, I I don't know if it still is, but yeah. at one time that was like their also their biggest selling beer yeah. too. The, a lot of other rye beers seem to be much more malt forward. They're, yeah. they're and this this is a lot like rye, rye where you have that nice hop bitterness at bouncing yeah. out the malt a little bit more. Yeah, that's cool. I did I because I, I just recently learned about the history of rye production and the. Um, Maryland was the number three producer of rye whiskey That's in the right. U.S. before Prohibition. Yeah, absolutely. It made some, uh, Which I knew oh. nothing about that until, uh, I think, uh, Monday I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a little research. <laughs> well, no, I took a distilling class, oh. a, a whiskey-making class. Nice. So the whiskey we made was a rye whiskey at uh, McClintock. And nice. then um, we went home with um, barrels to age it ourselves. Very That's very cool. cool. Yeah. So we taught during that. Pikesville, I think, was. I mean, they're they're not making it in Maryland anymore, but Pikesville is one of the big ones, I think, back in the back in the yeah. day. And then Maleville, I think, as well, where it's kind of cool. Our um our tap handles are made out of their old tanks. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is pretty nice. And I think there's a place in um, Philly that's taken over the name and has a, a Maleville uh, whiskey. So, and it's the picture of the old building, but that was in Baltimore, which was kind of cool. So what um, I, I I um, someone had told me, and then I think I, I read an article too. You're really into hiking. Yes, we, and we do a lot of it. I mean, that's it's actually where we decided. So prior to the brewery, because now we have absolutely zero time to get out and hike. Um, my brother and I twice a year would take an extended period of time and you know do 10, 15 days on on the AT. Uh, pick sections and kind of do that. So he was home from the Middle East and we uh, went on a long hike and it was on that hike we decided to to give it a go. So Have you ever done the full no, hike at one time? No, I'm definitely not in shape to do that. And, <laughs> and I'm way too old. But uh, no, my brother's done... The average age of someone who does it is uh, mid-50s. Yeah, that's that's me. No. Um, but no <laughs> so you're uh, not too old. You're no. too young. <laughs> I, see, I, Justin's got it right. I'm too young. No, um, my father has. Uh, okay. He's done it. Um, my Actually, bro- maybe it's in the 60s. I th- I think it's like re- it's retirement age yeah. is the average age of the person who yeah, does that. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's done it. He was in his 60s. And uh, my brother's done from Georgia up to uh, Pennsylvania in, in one go. Okay. Yeah. That's a, the only reason I had any idea what um, Nobo and Sobo meant was because my neighbor, right before uh, – maybe a few months before those came out, had just completed um, hiking the whole trail northbound. Nice. 
But yeah. he did it easily at 19s with much more energy. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm, I imagine at any age, though, there's nothing even remotely easy about that. Nah, there's sections that are all right. Uh, there's sections that are really tough, yeah. So in sections, have you hiked the whole thing? No, no. I've done okay. maybe 1,000 on it. Yeah. 1,000? Oh, wow. Yeah. In yeah. sections, I not at once. Very much. <laughs> Do you have the option of having a mule with you? I'd be, like, I'd be that guy. You can just pay a Sherpa to carry you. Yes. You yes. have to have a pretty big Sherpa. I have a hard time walking to the mailbox. You know, it's honestly. <laughs> I was going to say, you were a little winded after walking back the hallway does, to get it here. Does. It's, uh, it's yeah. old, definitely old age. <laughs> so the had you had you always had the idea of opening a brewery, or was this just a – when you and your brother were taking that hike, you're like, I'm done with. No, I mean, I, I'm not from Baltimore originally. I moved up here about 18 years ago. Um, I actually fell in love with beer drinking at Brewer's Art. I mean, it was like the first time I'd had like local, just fantastic beer. And it was quite amazing. So that got me into brewing, um, kind of fell in love with beer and, uh, I think it was maybe 2006, seven ish, where I started thinking, man, this would be, this would be really cool to have a job where you come in, you make beer. At the end of it, you get to sit down and drink, drink some beer. Um, so that's kind of when we started thinking about it. But you know, not till 2011 when we started, kind of more as just an exercise, putting pen to paper, did we think we could do it? So there was a lot of time between that in 2012 when we actually decided to do it. Is it a little more work than you thought it would be? It's a lot of work. 2006, 2007? Yeah. (laughs) So we just just bought a new 80-barrel tank, um, filled it for the first time, and, you know, coming in at 4 in the morning and then leaving at 4 a.m. the next morning uh, to fill it is is not necessarily what I thought of, but it's, uh, it'll be fun when it comes out, so. What size brew house do you have? Uh, 25 hectoliter, 22-barrel, 20-barrel system. Yeah. People come in here and keep making use those made up words of hectoliters. Hectoliters. <laughs> so my brother, my brother. Nice, um, yeah. One cool thing about contracting um, was obviously it allowed us to get to market relatively quick and and see if you know what we were making people actually liked. The other thing is my brother spent two years essentially working with Ernie, who was at the place that we were contracting, learning how to brew. I mean, it's a big difference from brewing at home than going commercial. Because you're at Peabody Heights, We right? were. We were. And yeah. they have a, they're a huge brew house, right? Uh, thir- it's 30 hectoliters. Okay. Yeah. Made um, up word again. <laughs> 20, 26, I don't know, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, so he spent, you know, whenever we would brew, he would go in to, to brew with Ernie, and Ernie did everything in hectoliters and Celsius. So if you walk around and you look at our our gauges, it'll say the, you know, FV1's, you know, 20 degrees, and you first you kind of freak out, and you're, oh, that's right, it's Celsius, it's perfect, no problem. All right, Jack, I think everyone's out of beer, so oh, you're more beer, slacking Jack. on your job. <laughs> do we want more rye, do we want to move to the stout? Uh, let's do more rye, cool. then, yeah, then the, move to what the stout. Wood fire, or what's, wood stove. Wood stove, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have our imperial stout we just released uh, this week, actually. And it's called Wood Stove. It's Imperial Stout, 10% all malt stout. Nice kind of toffee notes, a little bit of uh, chocolate. Some, uh, it's it's delicious beer for sure. Yeah, I think I had that at the uh, 
the first time at the Timonium. You know, they did that barbecue beer barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Like a year barbecue. Or two ago. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, uh, I was impressed. We uh, and actually, I think we have a, a little vintage keg that we'll be pouring tonight at Roast House. So from uh, back in 2015, we'll bring the big guns. Yeah, yeah. we got scared. We heard <laughs> it. Yeah. Really Did you bring like, anything good? I think Lazy Monkey. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> something. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure actually what they. Some got. expired maybe, stuff from the corner. Maybe White Russian. Maybe I don't know. It's. Uh, I love that White Russian. Yeah. Uh, Everything they good. make is good. It's oh, thank good. you. Thank you. So I mean, so, so since I have a question, it's just. From the time I know, like you know, when when probably you thought about starting a brewery and decided to contract brew at first, but you started putting beer out there in the world and seeing like people really enjoy that, and then from that time when you shut off the light switch on contract and actually brewed your first batch and got it out there, was there huge shifts emotionally? Like like man, this is like first we had contract, we built a brand, but now we are we are creating with our very own hands, like in our building, like was it a yeah, I mean, a lot of it was like a relief because, you know, it was a fantastic experience and there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of negatives and the things that, you know, we really wanted to do as a as a brand and be in the community, we couldn't do contracting. So when we stopped, so our last batch at, you know, Peabody went in in like November last year, came out late December. Um you know, there was a period where we didn't have beer uh, in market. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we because of the transition right. over, we um, didn't have any package beer for six months. It was great. But but you as a as a brewery owner had to you make know, your job amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sales easy though, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> except for people beating you down for for cases every yeah. uh, every day. But you know, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? Right. Yep. But, yeah, to, great. but to answer your question, I mean, we were really excited, and then it was this, you know, every system's different. You know, our focus became, you know, making the cleanest, the best beer we could. And so we were really um, nervous that there would be a, a change in kind of the, the beer, and we were really excited, you know, knock wood, you know, everything – that we've put into the uh, you know the fermenters has come out and been packaged and we've been really happy with it. Um, so there was some anxiety, I think, um, some nervousness, but a lot of excitement. Uh, so I would just say excited overall. Because sometimes you see uh, you know contract brewers contract brew and then just never come out of that. Just either just kind of fade away or always just kind of hold steady with contract. Um, to take that next step is you know it's uh, scary. Well, I mean, you know, it's yep. a it's a massive financial commitment for sure. I mean, we, uh, my wife and I, I mean, we cashed in all of our our savings and and put it into, to the uh, to the brewery, and as my brother did the same. So it's um, it's a big financial commitment, but uh, I think with anything, you kind of you kind of you're passionate about it. You got to go go head first, and we did. So. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. You guys are doing yeah. a great job. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, capital intensive. It's, uh, I, remember, I, can't, it's, I can't remember how many times I would call the uh, 401k administrator and say, I need to borrow against the 401k. And with a six-month payback, and as soon as the six months was done, I was on the phone. All right, I need to start a new loan for tomorrow for another <laughs> six months um, over and over again. So it's, uh, That's right. it's, uh, it's quite, the, quite the battle. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, love to say it gets easier. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're, um, I think, you know, most people that open a brewery and get into the beer business, I mean, they know you're not getting into it 
because you're looking to make a lot of money because there's not a lot of money in it. But you do it because it's a phenomenal community. I mean, everyone we've spoken to has been awesome. Um, you know, there's not one person that, you know, we've spoken to or asked questions that hasn't been 100% willing to, to give us information or, or help us out. Um, and to kind of be part of the community. I mean, that was our big thing. We wanted to, you know, be involved and, you know, produce something that hopefully people liked and could enjoy. So does, um, does though starting as a contract brewer, I would assume it makes it maybe a little easier though. Financially? You, yeah. Financially. Oh, yeah, Cause yeah. you have a proven business model. Um, financing would be a little bit easier to come by. I mean, and uh, then uh, also you well one you've made money already, uh, uh, theoretically made yeah. some money, <laughs> um, but you've you've proven that people want what you're making. So yeah. you, there's a little, there's always risk, but it's a sl- little bit less risk. I, I think you've been able to do some market testing and prove that there's some sales. So when you go to the bank, they're a little more willing yeah. to to lend to you. Which, which yeah, I, I that I think is a true statement. However, contracting, and my brother and I were well aware when you go into it, it's you're not unless you're producing a, a lot of volume. The model's not really built for for startups. It's uh, it's very thin. Yeah, so. it's we. Um, one of our early guests was Nick from Full Tilt. Yeah, and that was what he was saying. That, like, it's just it's really hard to get any kind of traction if you're just contract brewing. Well, it's a volume game there, and f- so for us, Matt and I. All the capital we put into it early on, we looked at it as an investment to grow the brand. So think of it as like a marketing expense, and that's how we treated it. Because, I mean, the cost of glassware, it's always glassware. That's right. We we had to shut down glassware. We were ordering pallets, and it was like, we spent $96,000 last year on glasses. How much did you sell? Like, I don't know, 1000 Like, everything's like giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. It's like, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's um, weird little stuff that doesn't really fit on a sheet when you're first starting a brewery. Like, there's a... Little categories for everything. What's electricity? What's your lease holds? What's this? What's that? But glassware just isn't something you you kind of think about, you know, or stickers or yeah or brake fixes. All the brake <laughs> fixes. Uh, the um, yeah. I like how uh, I think it's Union has the sign above their door telling you to put the glass you stole back. I yeah, like, that's good. <laughs> you know, and they're they're super smart because. Um, <coughs> We've we we've actually just talked about just that like recently, a week ago. Yeah. I'm like, holy sh- oh, excuse me, holy crap! <laughs> look at uh, where did all our glass go? And it not the the unbranded glass has remained. Um, it's the branded stuff. So Union Smart, they've uh, they've got some experience for sure. So well, I've, I've I've talked to different brewery owners who view it different ways. Like, because the, the, there's a few places that have said the same thing. It's like. Yeah, every few months they're replacing everything. It seems yeah. like, and they said one place was saying they they kind of look at it as a marketing expense. Every time someone steals one, that's it keeps that that your logo's there. Um, I'll, I'll keep the glass. And then, yeah, always, I'll, I'll keep the glass and you know figure out another way of marketing. And, then, yeah, and then, there, like, then there's so many places that and I think you just said that they, you get the unbranded and then no one steals it. Yeah, <laughs> so we may shift to that, I think. Um, but listen, you know, it's part and parcel with, with what you're doing. So I think uh, as long as they come back and, and buy another pint or two yeah. or go down the road and buy it from a store, then 
I'm, I'm not too concerned about it. Once they have the set of glassware, though, they usually That's leave right. the next one at the tap. Yeah, well, at least when, <laughs> when, once they're stocked up, they're going to stop stealing from you. That's right. <laughs> so I found at least a partial list of what um, the two of you will have at Roast House tonight. Perfect. Oh, sweet. So it'll be um, tonight, if you're listening live, Thursday the 30th, there will be Monument City versus Jailbreak for Mom's Spaghetti Dinner at Roast House Pub. So we're taking a moment to thank Roast House Pub one more time for supporting the Uncapped yes, Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> so everyone should head there tonight, and actually every night, but tonight specifically to – and once again, I'll say I have no idea what, what exactly the format will be, but there will be some sort of fight between these guys, like maybe cage match, I, sprinting. I, I, I down. do think it's a sprint. Um, regardless, there's going to be a good beer there. And the, so, yeah, yeah, either way, there will be plenty of uh, good beer, great food. Um, you rem- you have uh, stove, wait, wood, wood the stove. beers. You, what all beers you you we knew which fi- we should you have had. 51 Ryan wood stove our 2015 okay so the uh, wood stove right and you have Maple Ridge and righteous guava I'll help you out because you couldn't remember interesting selection all right cool um what is the Maple Ridge I don't know if I know Maple Ridge is actually a beer we make uh, just in conjunction with Wisp so it's only served in our tap room and at Wisp Resort mm. so it's basically a they uh, it's basically an amber unique amber recipe we put a ton of real maple syrup in there but back it out kind of so it's not super sweet but you just have those maple notes to it so it's really really cool we have second year we're making it and uh so yeah it's pretty pretty crushable nice and then december 12th will be the old mother beer dinner with uh which will also feature the collaboration beer i did with old mother called bandwagon ipa so you can go on to uh, their website, uh, com, purchase tickets for the beer dinner. If you've never been to a Roast House Pub beer dinner, Nico does an amazing job at delivering five courses of just the most amazing food ever Phenomenal that pairs food. perfectly yeah. with the meal. So once again, thank you, Roast House Pub. <clears throat> See, that... Um, You've done a beer dinner with them, haven't you? Yeah, I've done a few over the years. Yeah. I thought so. So you guys need to. It's, it's on our list, definitely, right now, right, Jack? That's right. <laughs> That's right. If at anything, you'll just go and get a great meal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we were up here last last month for uh, for another mom spaghetti dinner. Because uh, you guys won, so you're did. returning we champions. Yes, yes. we we. Jack were pulled battling. a hammy though, so he had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ken's actually seven out. He's yeah. he's gonna he's sprinting. Um, no, it was great. We were uh, up against Lancaster Brewing, and um, I think they had their Shoe Fly Porter. That and, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. and um, oh, what was the other? I can't remember, but um, it was good beer, and they were slammed in there, and uh, I think it was, I'm going to say this correctly, because she'll kill me if I don't, Mara, as opposed to Mara? Mara. Mara. Mara was the bartender. She's, <laughs> she's awesome. I walked in there, and she, she, she looked at my shirt, and she said, do you have any Sobo? And I said, no, and I was, she said, get out. <laughs> so um, that's, uh, they're great guys over there. Yeah. So actually, that's a perfect segue because <laughs> let's talk about Nobo and Sobo. Okay. Were you anticipating the reception of those beers at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. I had an yeah, idea. Yeah, listen, we. Anything, I mean, you had to know they were good. Listen, we every beer we make, we try to yes, to, yeah. to make them good. Um, so, for us, it was 
let's let's make let's do the style and make it the best we can um and see how people like them and and that's kind of how we treated it uh i was really happy with the feedback um i was really happy that uh you know that they held up the way they did um those beers can be a little challenging um but yeah no i mean they were good beers we were happy with them I think uh, Nobo, there's probably one thing we would want to do slightly different, um, which we will do. Um, uh, but yeah, we were happy with them. I don't think you, I mean, I don't think you really know how they hold up though, because they went so quickly. I remember Total Wine sold out of it like right right down the street from us, like in a day. Yeah. Well, if if I there's a little bit of that for sure. <clears throat> yeah. We we keep some, so we 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 keep okay. a library of everything we do, and then we try them. So we wanted to see how long. Uh, but it was our first time brewing those, so we yeah. had no idea really what to expect. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, that's what, like a lot of breweries will make them. They'll be good, and it's people just kind of yeah, it was good, shrug it off. But like you had, which seems like by no purposeful effort, the hype machine just grabbed onto those two and <laughs> went crazy. It was kind of wild. I think uh, <laughs> it was cool. I mean, listen, we're. Um, <laughs> You know, our approach really as a brewery has always been, you know, we have four core beers uh, and we really try to to have those very consistent, um, you know, throughout the year. Uh, you know, so when people buy a rye, they know what a rye is going to taste like and it's consistent, you know, batch to batch. Um, so for those, we, you know, we didn't, you know, we just said, Here's what we think makes a good New England style IPA. You were right. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's throw it in and, and see how it how it turns out. Then again, you know we're smart enough to know that we don't know a lot, so we ask a lot of questions, um, and we 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 ask a lot of people how they would tackle it, and then we kind of kind of picked what we thought was the best way to do it. You know, from you know, our mashing schedules were a little different. Um, you know, obviously, you know, hopping, you know, day two into, into fermentation is not something we normally do. Um, but, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it was. Um, and, and quite frankly, Sobo was really just because we could, we didn't want to get rid of the yeast. It was so <laughs> damn expensive. I think so, it split down the middle. Who, who people tell me that they, love, they like Sobo more than Nobo and, yeah, and, and vice a, versa. But I didn't get to try Sobo, so I'd. And the only reason I got Nobo is because thankfully Tim Scouton, when mm. he when yeah. Gunda came on, brought me nice. uh, t- like two or three of them. Nice, because every time one of the local places in Frederick would post that they got some Nobo in, by the time I got there to get it, it was already all gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, they post we got like four cases in. I'd go there, all gone. I almost yeah. bragged that I got one of the first cases. We we share the same distributors and. The distributor came, uh, I guess they went to your place first. They came to pick up from us, and I saw it on the back of the truck. And we were shifting some things around, and I'm like, you know, would, how much trouble would you get into if you happened to come up one case short of each of these? <laughs> and, uh, That's and, why I got that bill for mine yeah. as a case. <laughs> case Damn it. Um, no, we came very close to, uh, to getting a case there. But uh, nah. you just launched recently in, uh, in the Annapolis area, Anne Arundel County. That's right. October 1st, right? Uh, October, yeah. yeah, beginning of October. Yeah. Great market, great market. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're lucky. We share uh, our two largest distributors are the same as Jailbreak, so we just kind of wait where they go, and then we follow behind <laughs> them. Um, but, no, I mean, yeah, Annapolis has been been great. We have a lot of work to do down there, um, or Anne Arundel, but, um, 
no, we're excited to expand. I mean, 86% of our sales to date is really Baltimore City and Baltimore County. Um, obviously, as a, as a production brewery, we want to grow, so we're looking to expand. I mean, our goal long term is really, you know, not going out of the state. If we can, you know, sell everything we need to sell in the state, I, I'd be really happy. DC, yeah, maybe DC. DC is a great market. Yeah. DC, yeah. right? <laughs> Maryland South. Kind yeah, of. <laughs> yeah, it's about the same. I've heard it's a challenging market though. DC, yeah. DC is really. I mean, it's it's interesting because as much there's probably more competition in DC than anywhere around here in the Mid Atlantic because they can pretty much bring in beer from anywhere around the country. Because mm-hmm. they have a their their laws are different. They right? are. You can just, the, they can just drive up to the, the Alchemist in Vermont, grab uh, ten cases, what, bring yeah. it down, and just wow. as long as they sign it in and saying we're bringing it to the state. Um, you really don't have to have a distributor there. So it's. we were surprised when we went into the D.C. market. We thought that it would be tough, tough going. We actually thought Northern Virginia would be easier, but it was actually vice versa. It's, uh, really? D.C. is they, – they consume a lot of beer in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a few years off from that, I think. But um, yeah, we're just trying to keep up with with where we are now. So it's, it's fun. I mean, like I said, I, I love seeing uh, – you know, our, our beer out in the market. Um, it's a little nerve wracking because you always want people to like what you do. And, uh, but, but it's Very exciting. Fun. So I'm excited to go tonight to, to Rose house. So it's, uh, I've started to see it, definitely see it more regularly in the Frederick area. Yeah. It's slowly before. So you <laughs> doing a good job. <laughs> we're, we're trying. I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, we kind of, stay close to home and then slowly start to spread out so we have a great brewing community in baltimore it's like almost like frederick now where frederick is just almost seemingly well, frederick's the east coast capital of uh craft beer uh, yeah someone say baltimore might be nope. I don't know. they're both it's, pretty good they're both frederick. very strong frederick is uh if i say it enough times it'll become true <laughs> yeah. actually i just need to i need to make a wikipedia entry then yeah, it's the fact they're true <laughs> well i mean for me I, I look at kind of the community right the the consumers i mean baltimore you know, what I love about the city is they support you. I mean, they, now, I mean, you have to make a good product because they're not going to support a bad product, but they, you know, they're fantastic. So, you know, I think that's one of the biggest joys Matt and I get uh, out of it at the end of the day is, you know, the feedback we get from, you know, the end consumer or really the other breweries too. I mean, we're doing this collaboration with Brewers Art who, you know, I have a big affection for, I mean, you know, other than Monument City, you know, I, I tend to drink their beers quite a bit um, because that's who kind of got me to fall in love with beer. But, um, you know, they've been really, really supportive uh, of us. So it, it's cool. <clears throat> what I like about your brewery, too, is it has one of the best features I look for in a brewery. Easy, accessible parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, like, 400 spots out back, yeah, so uh, it's a little hard to find the parking lot sometimes. And I, I, I will say it was kind of difficult to find <laughs> and locate where I needed to go, it's but like once a, I did, yeah. it was very easy to park. It's I like a scavenger hunt. Once you find it, it's, you know. <laughs> I think we've trained most of the Uber drivers t- as to where the entrance is as well, yeah. so that's that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the Imperial style. This is wood stove. What do you think? This is good. What what's the ABV? Because it does not taste imperial at all. Ten percent actually. That is a smooth ten percent. So we we add no dextrose. I mean, it's one hundred percent malt. I mean, if you've been to our brewery, you know our lot are tons oversized, so we can do up to twenty four Play-Doh beers. Um, so yeah, it, it comes off really nice and easy. 
which we which we dig. I mean, do you have a hard time finishing it out sometimes, or is it pretty? Is it pretty? Does it do its work? And uh, we've had some, you know, sometimes some challenge getting it to the end gravity, but for the most part, it, it finishes out really well. I mean, it, it, it it's a big boy, so. No, it finishes nice. I mean, it's got all the chocolate notes, it's got the roast, but it also it's uh, it, it dries out nicely at the finish. It does, it's not cloying or thick or sweet. It's just it's perfectly dry and balanced and yeah. keeps you drinking. I mean, for if you can get a 10% beer to keep you drinking over and over again. I've been then, very excited for this beer to come back and especially to have it in cans this time around. We're, we're thrilled. How often do you, do you release this or is it just as you can? We haven't done this since uh, 2015. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is the first time um, – and it'll be you know, once a year. Uh, next year we may brew, brew a season, couple man. batches of it, but this year we did one batch. And hindsight, we should have we should have done more because we're out of it now. Um, but six packs, four packs, six, six packs, six yeah. packs. Very cool. That, yeah, that was another thing I liked about Nobo and Sobo. You just get a regular six pack of something that yeah. everything else. Twelve ounce cans. Yeah, you know I mean I love it. What yeah. a yeah. novel Thank idea! <laughs> but, Very cool. Well, you know, like I said, my brother and I were not the uh, the fanciest out there, so we <laughs> we're like, ah, oh, okay, we have bright twelve ounce bright cans. That's where it's going in. So uh, now it's uh, yeah, I like it because you know. That's what I'm used to drinking, 12 ounce cans. Um, so it, it it'll if we brew it again, we'll uh, we'll we mean we'll, if we'll continue I to just... put it in uh, 12 <laughs> ounce cans. How could you not? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask. I'll ask the decision makers there. I don't know. <laughs> you might have some sway <laughs> if it were up to me. And I like the full wraps. The full wraps are always good. I I get a comment a couple weeks ago. Like man, it's like. Beer's not doing it. Why? Like, well, because your label goes all the way around the can, man. Like, you yeah. know, like, what, what do you, why do you got to go all the way around the can? I'm like, well, what does that matter? Exactly. Like, but they're like, yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, you know, because you see, well, some of these limited beers, they have part Yeah, it's just, uh -huh. a, yeah, just like there's the seam down the mm -hmm. back. So it's almost like that where that was not the norm. It was something that was new, you know. But in the, in the beer world, in the beer nerd world, it's like. It's like, not you know, good if it has a full, full covered Listen, people yeah. are so weird. Yeah, <laughs> the can is overdressed. The can is way overdressed. <laughs> I like my I can like to be a little more revealing. <laughs> yes, I mean whatever. Spice it up a little. Yeah, I mean whatever your opinion is on, yeah. on that, it, it's cool with me. You know, for me, it's just as long as there's attention on on you know the local breweries, local beer, I'm really excited. And um, you know, whether that's you know talking about the label or or the quality of liquid, as long as uh. Yeah, they they keep supporting and, and talking about beer. I'm I'm pretty happy. Things like that have to as a <clears throat> because of how passionate um, craft beer fans are. Mm -hmm. like, there's very few other industries I think that have their customers as invested in your business. At any I mean. I can't even think of another example. Maybe a sports team. I mean, that's really the only yeah. probably thing where the people who follow you are as devoted. But that's got to be also like a maddening thing, whereas you're at the fickle whims of like what everyone is deciding that. But I guess that like it's great you have your core. So is, if you have a strong core, you can survive all these outside uh, trends that happen. And yeah release Nobo and Sobo and take advantage of it and then make Nobo again and send a bunch of it to Frederick. 
Yeah, man. We're, uh, <laughs> we're, no, actually, that beer will be coming out in early January. You heard it here first. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we haven't really told too many people. But, yeah, no, so we are uh, – brew that in, like, two weeks. So, yeah, that, that'll that come out again. Um, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of it. And I know it's kind of interesting because – it's weird. We get we got some feedback. Someone sent me a very long email about you know I think it was like ten bullet points on why we should bring Sobo back. Bullet points, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. Maybe I mean, someone to if take... they would have sent you like a PowerPoint presentation with pie yeah. charts. And... <laughs> but I thought that was really cool because you know someone took the time yeah. to express kind of which you know I'm not saying we're bringing it back, but it was still nice that that they did that. Um, but we also got some feedback on it once that it wasn't uh, limited enough, which I thought was oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for us, and, and listen, I, I, I think, you know, the limited releases are fantastic for breweries and they're fantastic for people. And I, I go. Well, it's a huge capital injection every few weekends. It's, it's massive. <laughs> and, and I think uh, for those businesses, it's fantastic. I mean, for us. You know, we want our beer to get in as many hands as possible. Yeah, so. Did you do? Did you do a release at the brewery, or did so all the cans go into distribution? I, we we sold a bit at the brewery, right. but um, not a lot. Uh, I think we did like 250 cases or 300 cases total, and we were pretty careful to keep a small amount of. To, but most most of what we brewed went out into market. Yeah. So, and it'll be the same way when we when we do it again. So. Because I mean, you got to think. I mean, of the craft beer drinkers out there, you know, you, of, of all the people drinking craft beer, you got to assume that at least ninety-five percent are not people that are going to stand in a line for a beer. They're going to sure. be people that is buy out of convenience and buy what they like and buy what's consistent. So, you could, you know, you can either go after that two, three percent specifically, or you kind of go after the ninety-five, ninety-seven percent. And I think there's no right or wrong, but. It seems like you yeah. guys have uh, you guys are able to make beers that attract both, which is awesome, and it's also something that's that's not as common as you you think mm-hmm. uh, to make both styles well. Yeah. Is yeah, I mean, I think thank there's you. yeah, thank you. I think there's good examples. I mean, you guys do a phenomenal job. Um, I mean, you guys are a GABF uh, gold that's winner, right? right? Yeah, every every squirrel finds a nut eventually. Hey, you know? <laughs> hey, well, we haven't found that, but I think that's I think that's fantastic. So, I mean. You know, Union does a phenomenal job. Um, I think they, they're they really strong in, in their offering. Um, you know, Oliver's right up the road from us is really strong, and, and the beers they're putting out. All of a sudden, too. Well, they're fantastic. They went from, yeah. like, they, were, they weren't bad, but they were just, they were there. Then, like, in the, what, maybe uh, two one years? One of my favorite or, beers uh, yeah, just was Rust. Making, Rust, Rust was, was fantastic. Making amazing beer now. Yeah. Yeah, Love I mean, us. I yeah, I mean, I think they've always done really, really good beers. Um, yeah, they weren't bad. It just they weren't exciting. It, well, it we stopped a, over there not too long ago and got some Three Lions and oh, man, Three it. Lions. Yeah, it's a good great. beer. It's a really good great beer. beer. Yeah, um, but no, I'm, I, I I guess my point is I think there's a good balance between, you know, you know the the really limited stuff available and you know the. the you know, the stuff that's more widely available, and breweries are doing a good job at kind of balancing the two. What do you think it is about the New England IPA that makes people love it so much? I, I mean, I I think, you know, aromatically it's, yeah, it's really I mean, they impressive. Smell, yeah, they smell beautiful. Um, and the, and it's, I think it's a really easy drinking IPA. Like, the flavor, it's super flavorful. Yeah. It's, 
you know, it, it smells fantastic. Um, visually, not my favorite, but I mean, oh, there are some that are just ugly. But, yeah, I mean, that was when we a... were brewing it. We were pulling pulling samples, looking at it, and things. And uh, I think I was offending Matt a little bit, but I was, uh, some have the like that <laughs> just the look brownish just... yellow, just uh, you almost want to yeah. look away as you're drinking yeah. it because it'll. Yeah, but, but they taste phenomenal. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're good. I mean, so. I just think it's di- I think it's different. I mean, sours have gone through that. I mean, I think sours are, in, in my opinion, uh, a style that that will stay strong over the years. Um, we'll see. You know, I think New England's are. I think there's definitely a market that will always want them. Have you done any? Uh, have you thought about getting an ND kettle souring, or mm-hmm. are you set up at your place to be able to do? spontaneous fermentation Oof, or you I, want I to avoid that well i don't want to avoid it but uh <laughs> i definitely don't want to infect the brew yeah. house so we uh we haven't done it because we're not set up for it yeah. we talk about it a lot because i think it, it's super fun super interesting um we we did a kettle sour uh it's not out yet but our um our collaboration with brewers art was a, a lichtenhainer so it's an old like eight you know 1840 or pre-1840 Berliner Weiss type. Uh, it's a, you know, sour. That's a style that has definitely um, benefited from the the popularity of kettle yeah, sours. Yeah. They, they, you see so, so many more places are yeah. making a Berliner Weiss than yeah. uh, mm-hmm. ever before. So well, this, maybe since they were really popular. So this is a sour wheat beer, but it has a little bit of smoky character. And when I say a little bit, like ever so slight. Um, so that comes out mid-December, December yep. 14th. Yep. Um, so we're really excited about that. That's our first kettle sour, but we definitely have uh, a handful more planned for next year. Oh, cool. We're using lacto or lacto in a kettle or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so pitched it in. Yeah. And we, Scary, and what's huh? cool. Uh, well, a big giant jug of, you know. Of bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we. Give it to the least clumsy person in the brewery. <laughs> so, yeah, my brother was responsible for that and, uh, but it's cool because our our mash tons jacketed, so we were able to, you know, do forty barrels, you know, split them up and bring them both up to boil and cast them out about the same time. So it was good. Um, but yeah, scary. So we had our lab guy in testing everything the next day. Uh, once we went through a rigorous uh, <laughs> sanitation process. So Ryan, the science guy. Ryan, the science guy. I so. give him a shout out. That's right. <laughs> But your your building's probably large enough where you would be able to. Yeah, we have about we secure have, off a. Uh, so, we have our main building, which you saw, is about uh, ten thousand five hundred square feet, something like that. And then we have another fifty five hundred um, up the ramp and over, okay. which which we definitely could could kind of section off an area. Um, all of our barrel aging's up there, so. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever barrel age we, the? We did this year. Uh, we put we put it into four barrels, three um, three double oak barrels from Sagamore, and then a uh, Maker Select barrel. So we'll bring that out mid February, I think. So cool. yeah, and then we have I'm really excited at Max's uh, Belgian Fest this uh, next year. We'll be uh, pulling out our um, Crooked Window. Uh, I had Belgium. some of that while I was there. That yeah. was good. Thank you. Thank you. So that's been aging. One, we kind of funkied it up a bit. Um, 
uh, the other we kind of just let let sit and two red wine barrels. So we're we're yeah, excited about that. Barrel, so yeah. Looking forward to those coming out. So do you do any of the brewing, or is that all mainly your brothers? It's, it's primarily my brother and uh, Dave, who is uh, quickly becoming the face of the company. One <laughs> now that he now that he's shaved his, he's cre- shaved his mustache. creepy mustache <laughs> off. Um, but uh, I'd love to brew. We just we got so much to do. We got a lot of beer to sell. We, well, Market. yeah. So I don't do as much as I'd like to do, um, but you know that's what you do. You what work needs to be done gets done. So. I think I've only brewed once with Jack. Man. Doesn't Jack, yeah. yeah. Very rarely. Ever I wouldn't call what brewed. you did brewing. Oh come on! <laughs> you kind of watched and pointed. I helped. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Come just on. kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't clean anything. How about that? That's right. I think I think most brewers would then classify that as you did no brewing. <laughs> I think what's the rule? Like eighty percent of brewing is cleaning. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, absent on cleaning days. Yeah. <laughs> the um. So what is the uh, your favorite beer that you make? That we make. I like our American Brown Ale. Um, that's my favorite. Although the Pills is kind of creeping up there for me but uh one of those two then you do a german style czech style it's kind of a hybrid okay yeah yeah that's another style that seems it's weird you have um like on one end of the spectrum you have um new england ipas or just like these new funky styles that are real popular and at the other end of the spectrum pilsners and kolsch's and these classic styles making a a sudden resurgence too that's right what used to be like people buck the trend people would use like a new england style to buck the trend basically saying we're getting away from what is considered traditional but now you see so many new england ipas people are like i'm gonna drink a pilsner because i'm (laughs) bucking the trend for all those people who are i'm too cool for a new england ipa it's like fashion right it's all cyclical (laughs) for sure piano neckties coming out again (laughs) So what about you? What's your Jack? I'm, honestly, the the American Brown Ale. It's it's actually I think more or less a brewery favorite across the board. Um, yeah. We all tend to drink quite a lot of that. Um, though I really did like Last Cup, which was a draft only release we uh, released a couple I guess about a, two three months ago, two months ago, and uh, we loved our Brown Ale so much we went ahead and made a lager. Uh, definitely a little bit different of a grain bill, but uh, same inspiration, nice yeah. kind of roast characteristics to it, but a nice dry finish as well. It's, it was. A nice brown lager, so don't get a whole. Lot. I really like that. I could drink a lot of it. So, four and a half percent. Yeah. What um is your favorite non-monument beer? We'll say one of because everyone gets all funny. Yeah, I don't want to single anyone else. So, there's <laughs> one so, of your favorite. There's so many. I mean, I would just say from an emotional perspective, I think it's like probably Resurrection because it's a good beer. It well, it's a phenomenal yeah. beer, but it's kind of. What it's got what me to fall? You. Yeah, so I would say that. Um, I would say a, a, a two-hearted. I, I can. I'll never turn down a two-hearted earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said Maryland beer though. Oh, you, you yeah. said Maryland? I may not have. Oh, I don't. I, I don't think you did, do. but he should have. Should have yeah. stuck to Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, what I meant was that. Uh, my favorite Maryland beer. <sighs> I really like. Well, I do like the Infinite Amber. I can drink a lot of that. That's, that's a, a great. It's a great beer. That's a fantastic beer. You like the, you like the malt? You guys both see like with the with the brown We're, ale. And I mean, it's, yes, malt is good. It is. Malt it's, it's is good. Beer. I don't understand. Malt is I prefer good. malt. I prefer yeah. malt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, yeah. I would say between that and um, 
I also really, really, really like Blackwing. Yeah, Blackwing's uh, Black awesome. Wing's phenomenal. Man, so, Blackwing's yeah, good. Their, their Balt Alt is a phenomenal beer. Yeah. Um, what a GABF medal for that years back to it. Yeah. You know, two, three years ago? Or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great beer. I mean, Oliver's Three Lines, that's a that's a good beer um, if we're staying in the malty yeah. category. Yeah. <laughs> so. What is the most ridiculous review you've ever received? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Um when I read, and I, I try not to read too many of them because yeah, but some it, of them are freak, hilarious. It, how ridiculous it they freaks are. me out sometimes. But uh, I I like they're not good reviews, but I like them anyway. Um, the when someone has a pilsner and and the response is ah tastes like a pilsner, I'm like <laughs> yeah. yes, that's what we were going for. Two pilsner. stars, tastes like a pilsner. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if there's one review specifically. Um, but I do like the category of reviews where it's, I don't like this style. One. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you got the beer, I'm sure you knew what kind of style yeah. it was. But, but you no. You see I, that a lot with IPAs. Yeah. Like, I can't stand IPAs. This one's just as bad or something. Yeah. But, I mean, Why are you it, drinking them? Why yeah. are you <laughs> but again, I think if, as a forum, I think it's kind of cool that people can get out and, and share. And for us, it's nice to see feedback. I mean, we've, you know, we sometimes if we see something that doesn't look right, you know, we'll ask, hey, bring it in. We'll replace it and let us see, uh, you know, what, what's going on. Um, but for the most part, people have been kind to us. Um, so. If I were to impart any wisdom, I would say that definitely the top three things I would say is quality your quality of life will increase dramatically by not reading untapped reviews. <laughs> um, have, if you need them read, have someone else in the company read them and then give you, kind of filter them. Um, like you just said, people, you know, like they, they say some crazy stuff on there. So, but, you know, I, I remember we used to, Every night, like, go through and I'm like, oh, good. That's great. That's great. Like, screw you. All right? <laughs> I'll be at a promotion, and yeah. Matt and Ken are texting me f- with with reviews that are happening real real time. Yes. Like, it's like. <laughs> and the beer's really good, but there's this guy, Jack. I just can't stop. <laughs> and, then there's, and there's a picture of Jack writing the review. Yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. No, but, I, again, as a forum, I think it's interesting, and I, I'm glad people have a – a way to kind of voice their opinions so it's cool what's one trend in craft beer that you'd like to see go away <laughs> bad reviews on untapped no, um, <laughs> no uh i don't know if i have any i mean i think what I'd, i i definitely want people to uh continue to explore and 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 you know I, i'd like that breweries are pushing themselves and doing different and, and, and new things um so i'm not i'm not sure i have a a trend that i'd like to see go away um maybe if it's you know if it's a good ipa whether it's hazy or not just say it's a good ipa and kind of move <laughs> on maybe that but um other than that I, i'm not i'm not sure there's uh there's anything that that I'm overly sensitive about. I uh, yeah, I mean, I it's kind of a kind of a hard question. Um, well, what would you like to see more of? People buying uh, multi beers because we, <laughs> we we make one. Um, no, I mean, I I think uh, what I like to see more of is just, and I think people not that it's not happening, but 
the the continuation of supporting your local brewer because um i think justin will concur and really any brewery owner will tell you you know you don't get into it to make money you get into it for the passion of making you know uh, the best product you can make and you know nothing makes me happier than to see people you know whether it's at a store or you know a restaurant or bar or in the tap room kind of buying and enjoying the product so i think i just this this really the, especially in baltimore they they're really focused on supporting you know their their own their local you know small business owners so i think just i'd like to see that continue for sure do you think that's the and I kind of feel like that that is the trend that's just going to stay is that yeah. it's it's going to become <clears throat> your local regional breweries that are that are going to be what's ar- around for the long haul. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And actually, when we talk, that's that's my sentiment. I think, you know, this focus on supporting you know local small businesses will not go away. You know, the consumer now is very. And the consumer's always been very educated. Uh, they have so much information, and they really um, want to support, you know, their community. So I don't see that. I don't see that going away. Conversely, I, I think it's challenging to become a national brewery at this point. I'm not sure that unless you're already national. You it know, doesn't seem like it would be without like a ton of money behind it yeah there that there would be any way to uh, like grassroots take a brewery open it and then yeah organically grow to a national no i agree i mean we get asked all the time you know where do we want you know to see the business and you know long term you know how many states we want to be in and you know not just because i'm lazy but I, i feel like the answer is you know if we can just stay in maryland and and you know, put food on the table, then I'm really, really happy. So that's kind of our focus is take care of home, and you know, home will take care of us. Look at New Galeris. I mean, one of the one of the largest breweries in the country, and they're in their own home state, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. I mean, it's a uh, mm-hmm. imagine selling that much beer. I mean, you look at they're they're selling at levels that are up there. I don't, I don't know if they're at a dogfish level yet, but they're they're up there. But, you know, Dogfish has 40, 42, 44 states, whatever they distribute in, and Nuclear has one. It's cold in Wisconsin. Yeah, People yeah. are always inside <laughs> drinking, man. Well, look, I mean, um, <clears throat> and I guess you could debate whether it is craft beer or not, uh, but Yingling just recently moved into Ohio, like within the last, I think, five years or so. No. Yeah. They're, so, they're independent, which is, which is great. I mean, you look at places like they're more independent than – I just heard today Avery, you know, the Spanish company took a 30% ownership of Avery. Really? They have a 30% ownership of Foundry. I mean, I'm sorry, Founders as well. So they have a, you know, big Spanish conglomerate. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. I'm not one of those guys. Like, I I don't, I don't care who you're owned by. In fact, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to beat up on Miller, but they're going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. They were doing their thing long before you or I or anyone was doing it. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Yingling's independent. I mean, it's nothing else. Yeah, they do a good job. So. Rob Goss wants to know if you're selling those uh, hoodies. <laughs> it's a one of a kind. No, they're Is not, Rob. Rob. No, no, Rob, we're not. <laughs> we have a we have a tank top for you, Rob. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he thinks podcasts should go away. So I think um, <laughs> Facebook videos should go away. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment. No on comment. That. <laughs> Rob's a great guy. That's I great. like Rob a lot. Um, 
So is there what uh what do you have anything going on soon that you'd like to for people to keep a lookout for? Other than the foot race between Justin and foot Jack race. tonight. <laughs> um, After a couple of these wood stoves, I'm not sure how far I'll get. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll feel no pain. Um, no, I mean, listen, I think, you know, the collaboration with Brewers Art is kind of the next thing that we have coming out. And we'll, we'll publish kind of some of our, our new beers uh, and that are coming out in 18, kind of early next year. But um, this year's been a wild ride, and I'm really, really excited about being able to focus more out here in Frederick and doing as much as I can and, 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 and seeing more of a presence out here with our beer. Uh, I think what Jack's saying is it's been super chaotic, and he's worked a, <laughs> he's worked a lot of hours. It's and, been uh, kind of crazy, so, and, and, and I'm really happy to be, to be able to get some more time to come out this way and do some more work. So uh, that's, I'm definitely excited for that for next so year. So in January, you'll drive out a case of Nobo to me that I can per, you'll personally <laughs> you deliver me. You got nice. it. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to? Nobo yeah, in no, January? Nobo will come out. We have um, a couple beers. kettle sours that we're going to do uh, first quarter next year. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're able to, we're able to we, we've kind of, bit, yeah. yeah, we've kind of been able to catch up with some of the production. There were some points there where, you know, we had no beer on the floor, um, which is not a good thing. When That's got to be unbelievably stressful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> stressful. Yeah. I mean, Justin will tell you, you your first couple of years, you don't sleep. Uh, but, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cleaning and there's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of. Uh, that doesn't change. No, you I don't. get sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. But, but yeah, no, I mean, so now that we've kind of, you know, put in, a couple extra tanks you know we have our own canning line that's been put in um which gives us some flexibility on packaging uh we've kind of been able to free up a tank to do some new things every month so we're excited about that nice lots of new stuff coming out next year <laughs> i'm really <laughs> excited for a bunch of them but i'm not going to tell you what they are you should <laughs> give it one of them one more one more nugget nobo right nobo uh, i already yeah. spilled that that one that's it <laughs> Uh, Give well. the people something else. We have a second collaboration coming out with uh, Brewers Art. That'll be February, so I'm allowed to say that. I think. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, Justin, do you have anything immediately you'd like to let people know the lookout for? No, because no one tells me anything. So okay. I'm <laughs> the last to know. So you, I'm sure you'll find out before I do. <laughs> so whenever I have someone from Jailbreak come on again, I should invite someone else. Yeah, someone to know. Yeah, I would okay. say. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. Driving all the way from uh, Baltimore. Uh, I wish you luck on your foot race tonight. Thank you very much. Um, I'll tie Justin's shoes together for you. I appreciate you. that. I might help you out a little yeah. bit. Are we going to have to get a hotel here in Frederick tonight? I mean, it's going to be one of those nights. It's possible. <laughs> 10% Imperial Stout? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Sure. Or, find, or, or actually, <laughs> if, any, any, if anyone listening to this right now has an extra room or a bathtub, yeah. Um, or a shed that you can put us up in tonight here in the Frederick area. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, a parking yeah. spot, really. Yeah, just a parking spot. Really. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everyone, for uh, watching and listening. Cheers. 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 Thank Thanks Cheers. so much, man. Thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.